Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut. Jiggy Jag. You know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had no idea. (laughs) I I didn't know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. (laughs) Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? Must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to the Fabulous Friday edition of the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Program, coast to coast, and border on TuneIn, iTunes, or Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course, the Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store or JiggyJaguar.us. Stream the show live for more of a replay, on demand video and audio, all on our app. Also, social media as well through the popular social media pages. We've got a great guest with us today. We're going to get to him here in just a few seconds. Uh, in fact, we're going to go right now to the telephones. And uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend, and give us a brief introduction on yourself. And then we'll talk a little bit about why you're here. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, okay. uh, so my name is Stefan Arsall. I'm the uh, founder and CEO of a company called Power Paddleboard. Uh, we're uh, one of Mark Cuban's uh, best investments from the uh, ABC show Shark Tank. Um, last year we were, or in 2014, we were named the fastest growing company in San Diego. And last year we were named, uh, we were ranked number 239 on the 8500 list of fastest growing companies in America. And uh, sort of, I guess the reason we're on the show today is we, uh, a year ago, we moved to a five-hour workday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, we're trying to work more efficiently, and we're trying to prove that sort of the eight-hour workday is, is outdated. Now, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about your uh, your, your experience with this uh, with, with with this five hour workday. Okay, about uh, well, I've been an entrepreneur for about ten years, um, and so I've, I've you basically have to learn how to be sort of super efficient to be to be an entrepreneur, sort of a one man show, um, and just in, in doing that over ten years, I've learned you know to lose use a lot of productivity tools that other people aren't using. Um, to, to work fast. Uh, before my uh, the stand-up paddleboard company that I have now, I had a poker chip company uh, called MyPokerChips.com, and to uh, it was about half a million dollars a year that company did. And I was working this forty to fifty hour week, and then I read Tim Ferriss's four hour work week book that um, talked about how to sort of compress your workday. And I used that to reduce that workday down to working three days a week, four hours a day. So it was about twelve hours a week. Um, to do what I had been doing previously in 40 to 50 hours, and it didn't affect the business at all. And what that did is it opened up my schedule to look to start other businesses. So, you know, fast forward, 
you know, five years, and now I've got a, a business that's doing $10 million, you know, a year instead of just a half a million dollars. And the only reason I was able to do that is because I figured out how to compress my work day, free up my time to do other stuff. Um, so about a year ago, um, you know, my, my paddleboard company, I was about five years old, so about a year ago we moved to a five-hour work day with the whole company. Um, and so we, at the same time, we introduced 5% profit sharing. So overnight, we basically doubled the per hour earnings of everybody in the company uh, without increasing, you know, the cost um, to the company. And uh, basically just told everybody, we're going to do a three-month experiment here over the summer. Uh, we started last June. And we said, okay, everybody, we're going to work 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. You only have five hours to get your work done. Figure out how to do it. And uh, if you can't do it, you'll be fired, basically. <laughs> so that's how we rolled it out, and it's been sort of a wild success. We just have sort of, you know, a better lifestyle now. Getting off at 1 o'clock, we've got, you know, a work week that's better than uh, most people's vacation weeks. We've got a uh, fabulous guest with us today, Stephen Aristels with us. He is the CEO and founder of Tower Paddle Boards, an online manufactured direct brand in the stand-up paddle boarding industry. Three-year growth rate of 1,853%. Tower was named the fastest-growing company in San Diego by the San Diego Business Journal, was featured in the Inc.'s 2015 500 list of America's fastest-growing companies. And he's with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, um, you were on Shark Tank. Tell us about that experience. Sure, yeah. So I went on Shark Tank. It aired in 2012. And I, I'm known as the worst pitch in the uh, history of Shark Tank that still landed a deal. Uh, so I sort of fell apart when I went on Shark Tank. I froze up, uh, you know, sort of stuttering or stammering for minutes in silence. All the sharks tore into me. Uh, it was pretty brutal. Uh, but I did uh, gather myself and come back. And I ended up getting a deal with, uh, with Mark Cuban for... Um, it was 150000 uh, for 30% of my company, uh, plus he negotiated for a first right of refusal to invest in, uh, in any business I raise money for in the future. Well, uh, how, did, how did you get booked on the show? How, how, how did this all come about for you? Sure. Um, yeah, I just got a call one day out of the blue. Um, so I had never even heard of the show. Uh, this was, I was on season three, but they sort of set it all up in season two. Um, so they wanted a paddleboard company on there. Uh, because of the way I build companies, which is sort of a, an online you know, search engine optimization, if you Google paddleboards, you know, we're right at the top. That's how producers, you know, of shows try to find companies to do. So they, I guess it was kind of lucky. They just sort of called us out of the blue. Um, but just the nature of how I, I build businesses, they tend to attract a lot of media attention. Uh, my poker chip company before was on TV, too. Again, somebody just sort of came to us out of the blue. Amazing, amazing stuff. We've got a, a great guest with us today. He's uh, what was was on Shark Tank. He's got a uh, amazing company. Let's talk about this book, The 5-Hour Workday. Live differently, unlock productivity, and find happiness. Now, what's wrong with the current 8-hour workday and 40-hour work week? Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people, when I tell them about this, they say, well, well why the five-hour workday? I mean, the, the better question really is, why not the five-hour workday? And we, then you start asking the question, well, why, why the eight-hour workday? And, you know, most people don't really know, but the eight-hour workday was basically just invented. Um, in 1914, Henry Ford uh, moved his company, uh, several companies, uh, to an eight-hour workday. Prior to that, um, the people had been working in, you know, in factories and industries 
10 to 16 hours a day, six days a week. Um, and then the assembly line sort of came in. And all of a sudden, you know, these people that were working these long hours now had to work these long hours but also be massively productive because this assembly line would not stop moving. So they had to keep up the pace. And it was, uh, it was difficult to keep up the pace. In the early 1900s, it was very dangerous to work in a factory. Uh, something on the order of one half of one percent of the U.S. population was being injured or killed on the job. Holy smokes. Because all of a sudden it became unsustainable. It used to be, you know, 10 to 16 hours in a factory when you're leaning on a broom isn't a, isn't a hard job, but when you have to keep up with the assembly line, it became unsustainable. So Ford recognized this, um, and he said, okay, we're going to do a renegotiation here. Uh, we're going to bring the hours down, and we're going to double people's wages. And because all of this new productivity was making the owners of these companies massively rich. This was sort of the heir of the robber barons, right? Yes. Um, so he did this renegotiation. He attracted all the best workers from the country. I mean, like, after announcing that the next month, he had, like, 15,000 workers, you know, lined up outside his factory wanting to get a job there. And he basically created a consumer culture that we have today because people have this free time now to go spend money. Um, that was all brought about by the Industrial Revolution. It's just sort of how Ford reacted to it. Fast forward 100 years to where we're at today, we have the exact same thing going on in um, sort of the information age. Um, knowledge worker productivity has skyrocketed. Uh, it's gone through the rough with all of these you know, productivity tools, the internet, smartphones. Um, and basically now we can accomplish in two to three hours what it used to take us eight to 10 hours, just you know, 15, 25 years ago. But the American workforce is just now working longer and longer hours. Again, corporations are becoming wildly profitable. There's actually a problem in, in America right now that corporations are just sitting on too much cash and they don't know what to do with it. So even me, me as a business owner, I can run you know, a $10 million business right now with five employees. Companies are just becoming massively efficient and massively profitable. And none of this is being given back to workers. If you look at productivity the past 40 years, and this is for you know, blue-collar and white-collar workers, it's up 80%, but wages are up 11%. None of this has been given back to workers. If you look at knowledge workers, their productivity is probably up three or 400%. It's really off the charts. And so what the five-hour workday is uh, doing is essentially saying, okay, we're gonna give you back some of your time um, and give you sort of a, a better deal there. We've got a, a great guest joining us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast, border to border. Stephen Aristel is with us. After appearing on ABC Shark Tank and securing investment from Mark Cuban, Aristel was featured by People Magazine as one of Shark Tank's biggest winners. His company quickly became one of Mark Cuban's best performing investments from the popular show. And in early 2016, ABC returned to feature Tower Paddle Boards in a nationally televised episode, Beyond the Tank. And he's with us today here on our broadcast talking about the five-hour workday Day. What prompted you to move your company to a five-hour workday? Um, you know, I was uh, I was working with a company called Influence and Co. It sort of helped me get published, write articles um, in you know, like the Washington Post or Bath Company or in magazine. Um, and just as a company expert, internet marketing expert, I would write articles. And um, so they would sort of throw topics over to me to write about. And I wrote a lot of topics about efficiency. And, uh, you know, being a huge fan of Tim Ferriss' four-hour workweek book, um, I wrote a lot of articles about how, how to do that, how to compress your workday. So one day they just sort of threw over the wall, hey, uh, read an article about your five-hour workday. 
and I didn't have one at that time. I mean, that's, I wasn't formal or anything. That's probably about what I worked because I just you know, come into the office, get what I need to do done, and then get out of there. Like nobody's looking over my shoulder, so I'm not, you know, clocking a nine to five or, or whatever hours. Um, so, but I sort of misread what they wanted me to write the article about, and I, I read it as, you know, your company's five-hour workday. So it forced me to go through this sort of mental exercise of imagining my company working uh, only a five-hour workday. How, how would I do that? And it was a very uncomfortable, um, you know, mental exercise because, you know, at that point I was this Shark Tank company with Mark Cuban. You know, it was very easy to hire people. I got them right out of school, didn't have to pay them very much, and I could kind of work them to death, right? And it was a good gig for me, really. And I was... You know, and it sort of forced me to think, okay, you know, why can't we just move to this sort of compressed workday, give, you know, all my workers basically this lifestyle that I've created for myself as an entrepreneur, and, uh, and how would we work that? So how we, how I designed it was, you know, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., there's no lunch in there. So by eliminating lunch, you, you know, get rid of one, you know, wasted hour, and usually another half an hour to an hour after that of, you know, this sort of food coma after lunch, and you know, people trying to focus again. Um, so by compressing the, the day down, getting rid of lunch, you're really not losing that much work time. And it's just more of this sort of focused effort. You come in and you work at a, you work at a faster pace. And what it forces people to do is eliminate the things that they're basically wasting time on. You know, Facebook, uh, fantasy football, you know, online shopping. Um, in our business, the, or the biggest sales day of the year is Cyber Monday which is a work day. Um, so you know everybody is shopping at work. <laughs> this is what people are doing at work because they've got you know this long day to do basically two to three hours of work. Um, we're just trying to say, okay, we realize you can get a lot done in a short period of time. We're going to compress it down, and then we're going to give you, you know, 1 o'clock till you know, 10 o'clock at night every day of the week uh, to go out and live uh, you know, sort of a more extraordinary life. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone talking about his great book, The Five-Hour Workday. Stephen Aristotle with us today. His objective is to build a tower into the world's premier beach lifestyle brand. He currently has plans to extend the tower brand into many additional business units. As an entrepreneurial thought leader and online marketing expert, his insights have been published in the Washington Post, Inc., Forbes, Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Matchable, and many other prominent business publications. He's with us today here on the broadcast. 5hourworkday.com is his official website. Now, tell me about how a shorter workday makes businesses more profitable, productive, employees happier, healthier, and more loyal. Yeah, now this is a, this is a great question because the, the assumption when I tell people we're going to a five-hour workday is, oh, you guys are just working part-time. This is just sort of a lifestyle company or something like that. But the reality is we're intentionally putting a time constraint on people to make them more productive. Um, how the, and it, it doesn't make sense on the surface, but if you look at uh, sort of the world of business, you look at you know, startups and big corporations, you have, in today's world, you have three guys in a garage disrupting you know, a $100 million company. This happens all the time. And the reason this happens is because those three people in a garage are constrained by money and time. And to compete, they have to figure out creative solutions. And those creative solutions that they figure out end up being a competitive advantage. So that constraint on you know, money, basically, is what you know, forces them to, to basically win and to disrupt the bigger companies. You can do the same thing with time. 
if you compress time down and you tell people they need to get the same amount done, they figure out, you know, solutions to, to do that. Um, I, we have a, a website for the site called 5hourworkday.com, and on that website you can you know, get the first 50 pages of the book for free. Um, but you can also, uh, there's a, a downloadable document there, it's about a 30, 40 page document of, I think it's like 35 productivity tools that we use in our company to accomplish this. Um, and so an example of one of these tools is a site called tangiba.com, T-A-N-J-I-B-A.com. It's a sourcing tool for you know, making products overseas and you know, bringing them into the U.S. Um, and what this site does is it aggregates homeland security data. So since 9-11, um, every container that comes into the country has to have, you know, be public, it has to be public information, where it came from, where it's going to, uh, what the weight of it was, and a general description of the content, okay? So this website aggregates all of that, and then so I can go onto the website and type in paddleboard, and it will show me every container that's come into the country of paddleboards. It will show me where they came from, the actual factories that are making them, and the brands that are, are getting them. And then you can zero in on a factory, find all of the people they make products for and all of their shipments over time. You can uh, zero in on one of my competitors and find out who all their suppliers are. Um, it almost gives you market share data. This is something that was you know, not available 20 years ago. This is almost like magical data uh, because you can get a quality score on a factory. Um, you know, is this factory increasing shipments and are they delivering to you know, well-known competitors? And if they are, you know that's a good factory. I can write a $50,000 check to them with, without worrying about whether or not this is a, you know, a scam or a bad factory or there's going to be quality issues. Uh, if you try to do that same sourcing project you know, 20 years ago, you're talking about flying to China multiple times. You're talking about working through multiple you know, factories. It's a, it's a two- to three-year process to get you know, your manufacturing consistent, quality, and you know, some company you trust. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now you can do that in an afternoon. This tool, Panjiva, has been around for 10 years. Most people I talk to that have you know, $10 million, $100 million businesses have no clue this even exists. Um, they're not being forced to look for these creative solutions. I've been you know, sourcing products from China for the last uh, 10, 12 years. The first time I went to China was last year. Wow. <laughs> wow. We've got a uh, fabulous guest with us today. He joins us live here on a broadcast. The fabulous, fabulous Stephen Aristil. He is uh, joining us talking about the five hour workday. Live differently, unlock productivity, and find happiness. He's with us today talking about this incredible, incredible book. Now that we've laid all this out, give me some steps to implement a five hour workday at a company. Okay. So. Yeah, it's a scary thing as a boss to, if you have all your workers, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week, to say, okay, I'm going to all of a sudden let these guys work 25 hours a week. Um, it's a very scary proposition, and it's hard for, it was hard for me even to make that mental leap to try it. And so the way I rolled it out um, worked great for us, and this is how any company can probably test this risk-free. And not only test it, but enjoy the benefits of it, even if you roll back to a regular um, workday. So we did it, uh, when I rolled it, I said, okay, this is summer hours. It was, you know, the first of June last year. Yeah. I said, for, for three months, we're gonna, everybody's going to get off at 1 o'clock. We're going to come in a little early. We're going to come in at 8 a.m. We're going to get off at 1 p.m. You have to get the same amount of work done. Um, you just have to figure it out, or you're going to be fired. And I said, in the fall, <laughs> we're going to roll back. That's fantastic. <laughs> you better figure well, it out, or you're gone. 
Well, this is this is the thing. Like right now, you can ask your workers, "Hey, why don't you guys figure out how to be more productive or, or do this?" You know, but you're not giving them anything. So you, I'm giving them a huge. This is a huge gift. If I tell people they're going to be off at work at one o'clock, I mean they're out of work before their kids are out of school. You know, they have nine or ten hours every day to go out and pursue sort of this sort of dream life, whatever they want to do. It's kind of like retirement. You know, so you're giving them a huge gift, and the ask is okay. I need you to quit screwing around on Facebook. I need you to quit, you know, all the online shopping. I need uh, you to schedule your dentist appointments in the afternoon. We come in, we work, we work, and then we're off. Um, so, but I did it as a test, and that's the that's the critical thing here for other companies that would look at this and say, hey, you know, maybe maybe this these on something here, maybe I'll give this a try. If yeah. you do a three month test, I guarantee you, those workers will find productivity. They'll be loving their life for three months. And they'll find, you know, ways to do stuff faster. And basically, they will figure out how to accomplish what they were doing before in five hours. And honestly, only about two to three hours is all they're going to be working. And they'll accomplish what they used to accomplish. Okay, then you can roll back to an eight-hour day. Every one of your workers is going to be doing the work of two days in, in, in one day. And this wow. is sort of the reality, reality of the knowledge working world. And, you know, most people out there will realize this is true. If you look into the company you work in, there are some people in your company that just work at two, three, two to three times the pace of everybody else, you know. And there are some people that just basically, you know, clock a lot of hours and just they get nothing done. It's like, what does that person even do? And because <laughs> yeah. it's very easy to hide and it's very easy to be unproductive in today's knowledge working world because the same tools that allow us to be massively productive allow us to be massive, you know, waste massive amounts of time. The smartphone is a great example. Uh, something like Facebook is a great example. Like, most people would just consider Facebook an overall time waster, but it's actually a huge productivity tool. If you wanted to throw an event this weekend, you can literally plan and execute and do all your invites in, like, three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Something that used to take you weeks. Yes, can indeed. Three minutes. But then you can, you know, you know, scroll your Instagram feed for an hour, too, just wasting your time. Um, so it's a double-edged sword. So that's the company's, uh, that's, that's what I would say you, you could do, is just do, do a three-month test of it, give your employees this sort of great summer, they'll unlock, you know, these productivity hacks for your company, and then when you roll back to the regular hours in the fall, you know, people will have, like, you know, nuclear power at their fingertips. Yes. Even <laughs> yes. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Stephen Aristotle is the CEO and founder of Tower Paddle Boards, an online manufacturer direct brand in the stand up paddle boarding industry. He's with us today talking about the five hour workday, live differently, unlock productivity, and find happiness. And he's with us today here on the broadcast. Now, um, th- this, this book is fantastic. Um, how much of this book is realistic that that you can put that you can put out there? Sure, uh, I mean it's it's basically it's a story about the experiment we're doing at, at my company. Yeah. Um, and to so we go through that, but I also go through the history of work because when I started looking at you know moving to a five hour workday, I was asking that question that you asked earlier, um, which was you know why why not an eight hour workday? What's what's wrong with the eight hour workday? If you start asking that question, what you learn is that, you know, the eight-hour workday was just invented, but it's also just America. I mean, every other country is totally different, and I mean, wildly different. I'm in San Diego. I had no idea that across the border in Mexico, they work six days a week, eight-hour days. (laughs) 
I had no clue. Wow. I, you know, um, and if you go to you know China, they're working six days a week. They're working twelve hours a day. You know, yeah. if you go to India, they're working six ten. If you go to France, they have a thirty-five hour work week. I mean, all these countries are different. And what you find there is the company, the countries that work the least hours, are actually they have the better, the best quality of life, um, and they're the most prosperous. Um, it's just it's this sort of weird thing, like sort of you know. We invented the eight-hour workday for factory workers 100 years ago, and now fast forward 100 years. I mean, everything has changed. I mean, we're we're on the brink of having you know autonomous cars and just just crazy technology, and yet we're still working like you know for this eight-hour day that was invented for factory workers 100 years ago. Yes. It makes no sense. <laughs> yes, you 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 are completely completely correct on that. We've got a. Uh, Great guest with us today, the five-hour workday, live differently, unlock productivity, find happiness. The offer is with us today, Stephen Aristotle. And um, what's been some of the best reviews you've gotten on the book so far, and what are some of your expectations for the book? You know, um, we the, the book is at pre-launch, so I've only sent it out to media contacts, uh, you know, a few friends. Um, yeah. On the book, we, we get a review from uh, there's this Harvard professor that, that wrote, I'll, I'll read you sort of the book blurb. He, he, he said, right, uh, at Tower, an amazing experiment is being conducted to disrupt what has not changed much since the Industrial Revolution. The idea that as workers, we all need to spend five full days of the, of the week doing our job. Stephen challenges this and shows that a near 40% reduction in working time is possible. Read the book, see for yourself. Um, there's uh, another guy that uh, did a book blurb on it is um, a guy named Dan Price. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of Gravity Payment. Um, yes. And are you familiar with Gravity Payment? Yep, 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 yep. Go, go ahead and, enter, and, and uh, talk about that for the folks that aren't. Sure. So this is a very controversial move. It was a guy in Seattle. Um, that, uh, he had a company with maybe 120 people in it, just like a payment processing, like credit card processing company. And one day he just, you know, rolled out a $70,000 a year minimum wage at his company. He said, we're basically going to move everybody up to 70000 He was making like a million dollars a year at the time, cut his salary down to $70,000. Um, and that happened really about the same time we started the five-hour workday. And it's been sort of a roller coaster ride for him. You know, on, on the, the, you know, the media on the right side is saying, you know, this is, this is socialism, this is never going to work, we hope this fails. And, you know, they're sort of villainizing the guy. And on the left, they're saying, oh, this guy is, you know, the Messiah. This is great. Finally, somebody's doing something for workers. And so, you know, a villain or a hero, you know, depending on which side you're looking at this. And, you know, it's just something they're trying. You know, it's just uh, an experiment towards, hey, how do we renegotiate with workers? The funny yeah. thing is, you know, Dan uh, did it very, you know, publicly, and there was a lot of press around it. And there's been a lot of fallout. I mean, his brother is doing him now. There's a whole circus going around this whole thing. But other companies are doing similar stuff like this. And I sort of applaud what Dan, you know, did because it's, he's doing something, you know. He's trying stuff. Um, you know, companies like, you know, Google and Facebook are now just paying their employees extraordinary amounts of money. Kids coming out of college are making, you know, dollars $200,000. These are their, this is what they're starting. And, you know, because they realize that these people are so productive, now you can afford to pay them that and if you do that you're going to get the top talent it's really in the knowledge working world it's a war for talent um, because one person can be so massively powerful i mean 
I mean, your show is, is a great example, right, James? I mean, you have, you know, a media empire, which is, you know, essentially a one-person, you know, show. Yes. Realistically, yes. You can have the reach of what used to be, you know, a New York Times. I mean, if done right and you do it over years, you can create this massive reach. Like, one person can do this. We basically have nuclear power at our fingertips if we use it intelligently. And, um, you know, so workers are worth more today. And uh, workers know this themselves. The best workers are going out on their own. They're striking out on their own. They're creating their own podcast. They're doing stuff um, like this. So if you want to, as a company, you want to attract good workers, you got to give them a better deal. They'll come work for you for four or five years, and then they're going to be going off on their own anyway, you know, because you can't pay them enough. We've got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live. Stephen Aristotle's with us. He has got a great book. It's called The Five Hour Workday Live Differently, Unlock Productivity, Find Happiness. The website, fivehourworkday.com. Now, um, if you had to do this book all over again, would you change anything in this book? You know, I really didn't intend to write a book at all. I'm not a writer, uh, to be perfectly honest. I'm just a, an entrepreneur, a CEO. Um, but when we started doing, you know, the five-hour uh, workday, and then I started to write about it. I told you I was working with that company, Influence & Co., um, to write, you know, articles occasionally for these, these business magazines. Um, I wrote one article one time in Mashable about our five-hour workday and how we were doing it and how other people could, could do it. Yeah. That article got 15,000 social shares. Um, wow. I usually get, you know, 50 social shares. <laughs> I'm not you know, a well-known, you know, writer or anything. And... So I was like, holy cow, like, you know, this resonates with people. I think people understand that in the U.S. we've got our, our work-life balance has, has gotten out of whack. You know, we, we, we're this capitalistic society, and I'm, I'm all for capitalism, you know, but it's also sort of melded with this consumeristic society, and it's become this sort of rat wheel where we're just working harder and harder, longer and longer hours, even though we're being much more productive to make, you know, more money to buy basically stupid stuff. Um, it's, and we don't need to, and it's not leading to more happiness for people is the problem. Um, that's that's the, the real problem here. And there's a lot of societal ills that are coming from this, you know, this work-obsessed culture that we have in America. Uh, you have a lot of stress-related diseases that are on the rise, you know, heart disease, stuff like this. You have an obesity problem. People are not... You know, exercise, and they're sitting in a you know in the in a chair, you know, ten hours a day. It's it's not sustainable for your health to do that. Um, we have you know unhappy children. There was a study, and I talk about this in the book, of the 29 industrialized countries, most industrialized countries around the world. There was a study on child happiness. The U.S. placed 26 on that list, and that that's an insane number. I mean, we're the wealthiest you know country in the world, like. We should not have a problem with child happiness. But the problem is, you know, kids are getting out of you know, school at 2.30. You know, their parents, if their parents are sort of hard charging, are coming home at 7 o'clock at night. They're not, they don't have a relationship with their children. And both parents are working. You know, 50 years ago, it would be one parent was working, the other parent was home. Now both parents have to work. You know, the children are sort of an, an afterthought. And there's absolutely no reason for this because we're, at, we're wasting time on stupid stuff we're doing two to three hours of work in this 10-hour um, day, and it, it's crazy. Like, since I've uh, moved to the, you know, the five-hour work day, um, like this, this baseball season, my son uh, plays in a little league, 
and he maybe had like a lot of games. It was like 25 or 30 games. I was able to go to every game. You know, I'm a, here. I am, you know, CEO of one of the fastest growing companies in the city, a startup, and you know, I'm able to go catch every one of his games. And, you know, and they they're like four o'clock in the afternoon. That is it's just a it's just a life changing event. And the, the the reality is like this is just a choice. You know, we can do this if we want to. But yes. We we've become sort of economic slaves because we've been, Oh, very much so. <laughs> very I, much I, so, my friend. Myself included. I mean, this nine-to-five thing is so ingrained in society. When I went off and struck out on my own and started uh, my poker chip company, it was like 12 years ago, Yeah. I was just working nine-to-five for no reason, just because I felt like I sort of had to come in at nine, had to leave at five, and mm-hmm. it took me years to say, what am I doing? If I'm not getting anything done, I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this is insanity. But it was hard to make that transition. And, you know, I find even my employees now are, are, are making it harder to make that transition. So, sorry about that. I got a, a little bit away from Not an issue. Not an issue. Not an issue. We've your got question, to... Which was, what, you know, what would you change about the book? You know, it's, it's just a story of what happened. So, there's not much I, I could change, to be yeah. perfectly honest. We've got a, a great guest with us today. Stephen Aristotle's with us. He's the CEO and founder of the Tower Paddleboards, an online manufacturer direct brand in the stand-up paddleboarding industry. He's also got a great book, The 5-Hour Workday, Live Differently, Unlock Productivity, and Find Happiness, 5hourworkday.com. That's 5hourworkday.com for more information. Now, um, you're, you're, you're currently working on a lot of different projects. What's next for you as an author, and how can fans reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, I have no plans to write any other books. Um, like we just sort of wrote this because it, it, it sort of fit our brand, and you know, people yeah. were interested in it because of that magical article, and we decided... You know, every time we ship out a paddleboard, we're going to include one of these books. Um, because when we when we moved to this five-hour workday, you know, we put it on our careers page, just on our website. And it wasn't too prominent, but we had people calling in, and when they were going to order a paddleboard, they'd say, "Hey, I heard about your guys' five-hour workday. You know, I love it. You know, that sounds awesome. I wish my boss would do that. I'll buy a paddleboard for you guys. I like you guys." Um, so it just sort of dovetailed perfectly with our brand. We figured, let's let's spread this message. This, you know, perfectly fits our brand. We're a brand about, we say we like to make products for the human spirit. Um, so, you know, paddleboard stuff that you can get out there, get exercise, have fun with your friends and family, um, you know, get in better shape, enjoy, you know, your the environment, you know, sort of the, the yeah. beauty of nature. Um, so this book was about, you know, unleashing um, that. How, how can people do more of that? Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Before we let you go, uh, we mentioned the website a couple times. What can people expect when they head over to the website? Well, the, the, you can get the uh, you can download the first fifty pages of the book for free. Uh, the book's on pre-order now. It actually launches on July fifteenth on Amazon. Um, it's very inexpensive. It's we're not really trying to make a bunch of money off of the book. We're just trying to really spread this message, and hopefully, some some other companies can adopt it. So when you go to the website, you can get that first 50 pages of the book for free, and then you can also get uh, a downloadable PDF of sort of the, the keys to the kingdom, sort of these, these 35 you know, productivity tools that we use at Tower Paddleboard to allow us to be this, you know, one of the fastest growing companies in the nation while working five hours a day. And 
these are tools that a lot of people, you know, some of them, you, the tools you've heard of, but a lot of these people have no clue these even exist. And if you just sort of implement these, you'll be amazed at how productive you can be. And then, you know, you can uh, kick out of the office at 1 o'clock and, uh, you know, go golfing or go surfing. Amazing, amazing. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Definitely. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. We're going to take a timeout. And when we come back, we will talk about the EU referendum and how this affects our friends in the new, 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 new world order. We got more coming up. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.